0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Change My Mind. This is an incredible series. I'm enjoying it. Week three, and this is all about you and I looking into the Bible, saying, God, this is what I think, but I'm willing to have you change my mind. And it's amazing what happens when we do that with God. Here's our scripture, key scripture for the series. And it reads like this. Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So God, in chapters 1 through 11, he reveals to us what he did for us, how we get to go to heaven, not by our works, but Jesus died for us. He did everything for us. And so he says, now, since God did that, here's what I'd like you to do as Christians, I want you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, what that means is, hey, God's saying, surrender your life to me. Why is that important? Well, it puts us in a posture to where God can begin to do some amazing things in our life. And that's what the next verse is about. Listen to verse two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Remember lesson one we talked about from the day we were born we were programmed to believe certain things. We have a belief system. Not all of it's biblical, not all of it's bad, but not all of it's true, and some of it's good. So God wants us to look into the Bible and allow him to change us, and we're not conformed to how this world we live in thinks. And he goes on and says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And our minds are renewed as we hear the Bible taught, as we read the Bible, as we listen to it, audio, And also when we take those special scriptures, the really important ones, and we read them in the morning, we read them in the afternoon, we read them at night, and we just do that for a couple weeks, that changes and renews our mind. And what happens when your mind's renewed? Transformation. And that word transformation, the Greek word metamorpho, we derive our English word metamorphosis from it. And it just means to be totally changed from the inside out. So that's what this series is about. So I asked myself, what subjects should I cover? Last week, I dealt with who Jesus really is and what the Bible says about him. And talk about a week. Um, the lobbies, the chatter was pretty crazy. But then when I heard how many people accepted Christ, then I heard the life change that happened in people. If you weren't here, it's a lesson you'll really enjoy. This week, I titled this lesson, Our Birth. And we're going to talk about our second birth. And it's amazing. And, and if we can renew our minds with what I'm going to teach today. It's going to bring freedom in every area of our life. It's going to bring peace when there's turmoil on the outside, joy when there's nothing to be happy about. It's going to bring purpose. It's going to bring deliverance from certain sins that we struggle with. And and it's it's an amazing lesson. So we're going to have a blast with it. It reminded me of my family. I have six brothers. My brother Dave died when I was 18, so he's in heaven. But I got to thinking about us brothers, seven boys. And if you were to divide us, my brother Jim, my, my brother uh, David, and my brother Mike, they all take after my dad's mom. She was a violi, and they all have that violi look. My dad had that violi look. If you take a look at Tony and John, they literally look like my dad's dad, the Caminetti look. And my brother Tony, if you put his picture next to my grandpa's, you would think they were twins. Uh, and so they took after the Caminetti side, my brother Pat and I, we took after my mom's side. We look like the Zucos, And I actually look like my, brother, my mom's brother Joe. I actually look like I could be his twin. And so it's amazing how the genetics are, and you pull from different sides. But here's what's crazy. If we took a family photo, or for those of you that know all my brothers, you know people tell us all the time? You Caminettis all look alike. It's like, but we really don't. Like, they look more like the viola. They look like the but we all have other traits and we all look the same. And that's what we're going to find out today. If you could really see the real you, you would see that you have God's nature and God's character. That's amazing. When you, know, when you read the fruit of the spirit, yeah, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but that's also the fruit of your new spirit. It is, you guys are so amazing. If you could just see, if you accepted Christ, if you could see what's in you, it would absolutely shock you. And that's what I want to help you see today but there's also this battle that we deal with, and it's, pretty, it's a pretty strong battle. You guys are gonna all relate with some of the frustrations we look at as we open this up. So this is my big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever, and it, it, it goes like this. There's a bad you, a good you, and the other you. And no matter how you slice it, we are a three-part being and one of us is bad, and, and I know we never want to say we're bad, but you'll understand it. Paul talked about it. Then one of you is so good and so perfect. And then there's the other you, and we really want to talk a little about the other you too, but let me read you a scripture. This is a prayer. I pray it for anybody that calls believers their home quite often. It goes like this, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your whole spirit soul, and body, be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And the reason I read this is it shows that we're a three-part being. You know how the Bible says we're created in God's image and likeness? Well, God is one God, three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. God made us a three-part being. So your spirit is the good Jew. and it is so awesome. You, if you've accepted Christ, it is so good, it is so amazing, and it's perfect. And we'll talk about that The bad you is your body, and the Bible teaches us that our bodies have a sin nature that didn't change when we accepted Jesus. So we're going to talk about that. We'll show you what Paul had to say about it. The other you is... Your mind, and that's what has to be renewed. And if your mind's not renewed, it's going to hook up with the sin here. If it's renewed, it'll hook up with your spirit here. So I, I was going over this. I think about two months ago because I get ahead on my notes. And then I preach it at home to see how long it is and see if I like it. You never really know to a real crowd here, is it? But I kind of just practice with it. And I was drinking some water, and I had this thought come to me, and I thought this is a great way to see it. I'd never thought of it before. But if you were to look at this bottle of water. The plastic bottle is the bad us. It's our our body with sin. Inside, the water would represent the good us. That's that's the you that, if you accepted Christ, is clean and pure. And then the other you is this bottle cap. And guys, if you don't renew your mind, here's what happens in your life. The good you never gets out. It wants out, but it can't get out because this mind is keeping it out because it's not renewed. But... If you renew your mind, it's like taking the cap off, and then mm, water comes out the good you, and it refreshes every part of your life. It's absolutely amazing. But if you leave it on, you're in trouble. Uh, you're you're not you're not able to come out the real you and, and express itself. So you can go through all kinds of fear, anxieties, all these things because the real you isn't coming out because this guy has to be renewed. So the apostle Paul talked about this. And understand, he wrote nearly three quarters of the New Testament. Of course, God gave him what to write. But when he was a young Christian, he went through everything we go through. And here's his frustration. He says this, Romans 7:18. I know that nothing good lives in me. I'm so glad he didn't stop there. He says, nothing good lives in my corrupt nature. And you're going to see as we read through, he's talking about sin that's in our bodies. He goes on to say, although I have the desire to do what is right, I don't do it. And he's going to talk about this frustration that all of us go through. He goes on and says in verse 19, I don't do the good I want to do. Instead, I do the evil that I don't want to do. Now, when I do what I don't want to do, I am no longer the one who is doing it. Sin that lives in me, of course, in his body, it is doing it. So he's not giving you a pass so you can say, I can do anything I want and say to God, I didn't do it. The bad me did it. The good me didn't want to do it. Uh, No, no, no. no. He's not giving you a pass. He's showing us our frustration. And how many times do you and I say, I'm not going to do that again. And then we do it. I'm not going to lose control again. And then we lose control, whatever it is. And so he's showing us there's this battle going on. So he's going to explain it a little more, but I thought I would spell it out and make it really simple Here's what sin is in your body. Listen to this. Your body wants to be negative, grouchy, angry, mean, rebellious, self-centered, unforgiving, insecure, fearful, and practice all kinds of sinful things. That's the sin inside of us. That's what it wants to do. Now, not the good you. We'll talk about the good you in a moment. But let's finish up this text. Verse 21. So I have discovered this truth. Evil is present with me even when I want to do what God's standards say is good. That would be the Bible. So he said, I know what the Bible says. I want to do it, but this sin nature is trying to jump up and do what it wants. And then verse 22, I take pleasure in God's standards in my inner man. So our spirit man, the good us, says, "Ah, oh, I love what the Bible says. Yes, yes, yes. And then the other us is saying, no, no, no. So verse 23, however, I see a different standard at work throughout my body. It is at war with the standards my mind sets. Now, notice how he's going to the mind. That's the bottle cap. And if it's not renewed, man, there's, this, there's some wars going on. And he goes on and says, and it tries to take me captive to the sin standards which still exist throughout my body. So all he's saying is this, guys. Our bodies were not redeemed when we accepted Jesus. So there's still sin that's in there. And the good you doesn't want to do it, but if your mind's not renewed to what happened to the good you, and who it is, you're going to side with the wrong side. And then uh, even if you know a little bit from being in church, if you don't totally renew your mind, there's going to be this battle that goes on and goes on and goes on. So Paul's saying I have a struggle. Now he went on to say I've been delivered because Jesus died, and now I have to renew my mind. And I just want to go to the next level and just talk about the good you. But here's what so many don't understand. Take a, take a look at this. statement. Your sin-stained spirit, man, died when you accepted Jesus. So in case you're new, three-part being right, your spirit looks just like your body. It has eyes, ears, fingers, hands. And if it comes out of your body, it would look exactly like you look. They, They look exactly the same. And so that part of you, when you accepted Jesus, it actually died. And that's what the Bible teaches. So allow me to read this to you. This is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Paul's talking about himself, but it's true of every Christian. And I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. He's talking about the inner guy, not the outer guy. He says, the life I live in the body. So notice how the real him, the I, is living in the body. Your spirit's living in your body. He says, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So let's talk about this a little. When you and I accepted Christ, when Paul accepted Christ, we didn't feel it. You can't tell it happened. But your spirit man instantly died. Crucified means it died. And God instantly gave birth to a new person inside of you. And your spirit's been reborn. That's who's inside of you. That's the good you. The good you came right out of God's character, right out of God's nature. It happened the day you accepted God. But this guy doesn't know it, right? So this guy just... He thinks you're the same person you were. He lines up with sin here. And we have these terrible struggle, struggles and frustrations. So take a look at what the Bible says. Uh, here, here's another really cool scripture, uh, or another cool statement. Your spirit man was reborn and is perfect and sinless. I want to show you this. It's perfect and it's sinless. You can't, God will not do anything more to your spirit man. And that's to you that, when you die, that's the you that goes, goes up to heaven if you accept Jesus. It's perfected. It's, it's amazing. What do we have to change? We have to renew this guy. When you renew this guy, it puts this guy to sleep. It neutralizes him. So listen to this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. He's talking about the guy inside. The literal Greek language says it this way. If any man is in Christ or accepted Christ, he is a new creation. The literal Greek says a new species of being which never existed before. God literally causes the real you to be born again. And we're walking around in our heads thinking we're that other guy. We're not that other guy. Listen to what this scripture says. It's amazing. Ephesians 4.24, it reads like this. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And if you want to do something this week, Just Google in Christ realities and all these scriptures will come up. There's tons of them. And here's what they say. When you accepted Jesus, the new you is blameless. It's holy. It's spotless. It's created in God's image, God's likeness. We are not part of the Godhead. We're not deity. I'm not saying that. But, you know, just like all of us brothers have characteristics of my parents, God gave us his characteristics, his nature, and on the inside guys you are absolutely amazing but if your mind doesn't know it you live out of this bad you so there's a bad you a good you and the other you we we have to change the other you but can i just give you a little picture let's let's say it this way your new spirit is never negative did you know that it's never grouchy it's never angry it's never mean I like that. It's never rebellious, never self-centered, never unforgiving, never insecure, never fearful. And it never desires to practice sin. That is an amazing statement. So I want to tell you a story to help you see this. And I want to bring these incredible scriptures together, show you how they can work in your life. From a young age, I noticed I had a problem. I had this severe anger problem. And when I say severe, I literally would black out. I would, I would forget what was going on just would black out. So I remember I was a sophomore in high school. I was at John F. Kennedy High School. And I, my senior year, I transferred to Holland. But we're at, a, we're at a JFK dance. We had these big dances. And I'm at a dance. I'm just minding my own business, talking to someone. And this guy came in. I didn't know who he was, but he had a Holland Tigers jacket. He was a big guy. And he started dancing on the floor. And then he would go up to one of the JFK guys, some of them my friends, and he would just push him. And nobody wanted to mess with him. And then he'd dance a little more and he'd go to another guy, just push him. And I'm standing there thinking, I hope he doesn't come over here. Because I never started the fight in my life. And I'm, I'm never the toughest guy in any room. But at that time, you know, I was bench pressing 300 pounds with repetition. So I wasn't a wimp, you know. And, and, and I'm just standing there going, I hope he doesn't come up. I hope he doesn't come up. And then he did another guy. And then he came close to me. I'm like, oh, no. And he goes to push me. And then I black out. I punched him as hard as I could, knocked him back, but I don't stop because I'm blacked out. I punched him, punched him, he fell on the ground, and then he's passed out and I just get on top and I'm punching him, punching him. It got so ugly looking and I'm punching him, but I don't even notice anything. Finally, the president of the senior class, he comes and he pulls me off and I went to punch him and I saw who it was and he says, Joe, get out of here. You're going you're gonna to get in big trouble, so I left, and I went to the McDonald's on North Road in, in 422. That was our hangout. It's no longer there, and I thought the police are going to come get me, and then I finally went home, and I thought they're going to come knocking on my door, but nobody told on me from JFK, and the guy didn't know who I was. He was in the hospital two weeks. It was terrible, but I, I felt bad because I, I blacked out. I just kept beating on the guy, so then I accepted Jesus at 19, and I thought, I'm free. I'm not that crazy guy anymore. And then I'm, I'm a Christian three weeks, and I'm in my kitchen at home, and I'm reading my Bible, minding my business. And my mom's mad at me because I'm not out. And she used to be mad at me because I went out, because I always came home. I don't know ever know how I got home, and uh, I was always drunk out of my mind. And so she's like, "Why don't you go out? Go out with your brother. Get out of this house." I said, "Mom." I don't want to do that. I I don't want to go back. I want to just read my Bible. So this night, Tony was in the kitchen, John and Pat, my younger brothers, and they're heckling me. They're making fun of me. They're saying all kinds of terrible things to me, uh, you know, and they're trying to get me going because they know that I can lose my temper. But I just smiled. I shut my Bible, and I start walking into my bedroom, and I go into the living room. John came around the other way, and he gets in my face, and he starts heckling me and then I, I didn't think it could happen. I blacked out, and I punched him, and then I jumped on him, and I start beating him, and Tony pulled me off in time, and then my mom comes up to me, and she says, you call yourself a Christian? I can't believe you did that, and I went in my bedroom, shut the door, and I wept, and I said, God, what's wrong with me? And here's what I did. I said, God, deliver me. God, deliver me. God, deliver me. And I met Gina, and we're married. Now, this goes back about 25 years, so it didn't happen recently, okay? But we had, we had this all night argument. And I preached Saturday night. I went home, and we got into this thing, and we're not settling in it. We're both escalating, and it's like 3 in the morning, and I have to preach the next day. And I got so mad, I just punched a wall. I blacked out, and I punched a wall. Then I came to, but I put a hole in our wall, because you know where the studs are? It was in between the drywall put this big hole in our wall. And I'm like, oh God. And then I went and I showered. I came to the office to get ready for this, you know, Sunday morning, 25 years ago. And I cried. I'm crying out. I'm saying, God, oh God, deliver me. God, I need delivered. Deliver me from anger. I'm tired of this anger. God, I thought when I got saved, it would go. God, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me. So I'm going through, oh no, a couple weeks later. And I had taught some of what I'm teaching today, but not like this, I, I read the scriptures and you know, would say we're new creations and that. But one day it just, it dawned on me and I saw it. I said, you know what, angry Joe died. I'm asking God to deliver me from someone that's a corpse. He's dead. And I said, oh, angry Joe's dead. And kind of, you know, that theme from the Wizard of Oz, Ha, 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 the witch is dead, the witch is dead, I'm like, angry Joe is dead, angry Joe is dead, and, and I saw it, and it blew my mind, when I saw it, I'm like, I died, and control Joe is now inside of me, and Joe has control, right, and something, when, when I saw that, I'm telling you, I've never lost it, 25 years, I've been in counseling sessions, I was counseling a couple, can't say anything, you know, for, but I can tell you this, is counseling this couple. This guy got mad at me for what I said about how he should treat his wife. And he stood up and he hit my table and he put his finger in my face and he blankety blanked me like, like a sailor would. And I'm sitting there and I was blown away. I just smiled at him. It didn't even cross my mind to get it, become aggressive. I just smiled at him. And I, I knew at that moment Angry Joe died. And I knew Angry Joe died. And I just smiled, and then he walked out. He couldn't handle my smile. It was like bugging him. And, uh, and he walked out. Guys, I'm not making any of this up. And, and I've been in such aggravated circumstances over the years because ministers will get into those. Police call me and say, hey, we've got we to gotta evict one of your members out of a house, and she's going crazy. Could you come help me do it? So then I go over, and it's crazy sometimes, right? And, and then I have to, but I noticed I... I'm able to keep my cool. Now, that's why I tell you the stories, to show you, I had an anger problem, but when I saw that Angry Joe died, and hey, I am created in the image of Christ, everything changed. And I really think we can take the cap off in one area, and renew our minds in one area and still have it on in another. So this is a process that takes forever. I share stories like this to encourage you. I wanted those scriptures to make sense. Can we all take a minute, Boardman, TCI, Warren, can we thank God that the old us is dead? Can we just give it up and say, thank you, God. The old us is dead. I'm so glad. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, I did my best to bring out this incredible truth. And all of us thank you that we were crucified with Christ. And Lord, we thank you when the other us sees it that we put to sleep, we neutralize that sin nature that's inside of us. Lord, all of us, just as our heads are bowed, all of us that have accepted Jesus, we all just say, make make this real to us. Open up our eyes to this truth. And Lord, thank you for these scriptures that we can read in the morning, afternoon, at night, and just allow you to make them real. Lord, every time we drink from a bottle of water, remind us, we have to take the cap off by renewing our minds. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You know, maybe you're visiting today, Borb and TCI, here, and Warren, and you're not sure of your salvation. I want you to know upfront, I'm not trying to get you to join a religion or join our church. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day when you made it real and you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? Maybe you're saying, why would I have to do that? Well here's what jesus did jesus came to earth from heaven took on human flesh he experienced every temptation every problem we have he went he had relatives die he went through every sad moment you and i go through disappointments but the bible says he never sinned then he allowed himself to be nailed to a tree they killed him god says i put my sins our sins on him when they did that and then he died physically they buried him three days three nights in the heart of the earth then The Bible says God raised him up out of the grave. Jesus is alive. And here's what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever calls on me shall not perish, but receive everlasting life. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day when you said, you know what, God, I realize I can't save myself. I realize that I am sin-stained and I need a Savior. And I'm ready to accept you as my Savior today. If you're listening, TCI, Borman, Warren, you say, that's me. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else, can we help them pray? Just say this after me Father, I realize I was born sin stained, and this day I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe that you came out of that grave. I believe that you're the savior of humanity the only way to heaven and this day I give you my heart I accept you as my savior and make a decision to follow you amen heads are bowed eyes are closed listen listen if you prayed that prayer what we talked about today happened the old you died if you meant it from your heart he died there's a new you in town man and it's awesome so with heads bowed eyes closed listen listen you may not have felt anything, but it happened, and now you know what else is happening. You can't hear it, but the Bible teaches that if one person on planet Earth, 7.5 billion people, if one person accepts Jesus, God himself and all of heaven celebrates because you have become one of God's kids. That's what we do when kids are born, right? They celebrate up there.